Welcome to Six Flags. More flags, more fun. I'm just kidding. This is not Six Flags. Um, if you're in your car driving right now, this is, you are not on a roller coaster. I did not displace you into the next dimension. So yes, keep on driving safely or doing whatever you're doing without the sensation that you're going to lose your lunch any moment because you're on a roller coaster. Remember, because I set up that narrative and you forgot that you were on a roller coaster because I told you to. We go back in circles over and over again as to whether or not I want you to imagine that you're on a roller coaster, but that itself would be a roller coaster ride. Anyway, uh, new music came out. I'm going to show it to you. It's pretty sweet. We'll talk about it a little bit, you know, see what happens. See what happens. Anyway, um, Silent Planet and Fit for a King did a little collaboration, and it's pretty pretty sweet. Um, I dig these. Pretty sure these are, you know, songs that were previously released uh, with the original vocalists of each, but very cool that they decided to do this, and um, both the songs came out spectacular. So I'm going to show you a clip from both. Here we go. Uh, this one is Fit for a King song Stockholm featuring Garrett Russell of Silent Planet. Filthy lows to the table in this equation. It's just awesome. The highs are great. I mean, Garrett's just got this amazing tone. It's very clear, um, but also very gritty and incredible. Um, it's cool to see the contrast of what they're both able to do with each other's songs because they're both like, uh, you know, very different vocalists, but both really good. Uh, you know, between Garrett Russell and Ryan Kirby, of, of course, uh, Fit for a King. So. Yeah, that song's really incredible. And then, uh, you know, with, with Garrett on it, and then this next one with Ryan Kirby on it is also incredible. It's a Silent Planet song trilogy. It's one of their newer uh, releases, um, I think, new-ish. I should have double-checked. <laughs>
yeah, so Ryan just did a filthy job here, uh, just like Garrett did a filthy job with uh, Fit for a King song. Just, I love these. Definitely going to listen to these probably more than the originals just because it's, uh, it's interesting to hear the contrast uh, from uh, the differences in their voices and what they're both able to do with each other's songs. So can't really say enough good things about those ones. Definitely go check them out. Go support. Go, go do the thing. You know, Go show the love. Regardless, next up, completely different genre. Uh, they released last week a collection of live performances by Amy Winehouse at the BBC and uh, from 2007. And one of my favorite songs from her, they did, they dropped the, rent, the live version of, so here it is, you know, here we go. in the bar and heard your rolled up sleeves and your skull t-shirt you said why did you do it him today and sniff me out like I was tinkering cause you're my fellow my guy hand me your stella and fly by the time I'm out the got that incredible voice it's just like it's mystery uh, like she's got one of those um she does like it's like if frank sinatra was a woman but also had like more funky flavor to his voice because like frank sinatra's amazing but he's like a he's like a singing robot like he's, he's like a, if there was a robot that projected a perfect male singing voice i feel like it would just sound like frank sinatra but like, and that's not a bad thing. I don't mean like he's robotic or he's tight or anything. Like he's, I mean like tense. Like, I mean, he's tight, you <laughs> know, great musician, but I mean, you know, or he was, but um, I feel like Amy Winehouse is like, if you took that robot and made it a real boy <laughs> and it was a, a, a woman instead of a, a man, uh, instead of a Frank Sinatra man, but uh, she just, she was able to, collaborate with these jazz musicians in such a way that was so interesting um, to compliment her voice for songs like that, like You Know I'm No Good, where she's just crushing these runs the whole time while pronouncing her words in a very odd way, but it makes sense and like fits and is actually able to come through regardless of it. It, it kind of sounds like she's almost drunk or like she's like got something in her mouth while she's trying to like sing and it just, it's odd the way she does it, but it works. It definitely works very well and like her tone is so consistent and there's no, there's no dead notes, there's no drops and it doesn't sound like there's any like, you know, serious editing or auto-tune on what she's doing. Well, I mean, there is, this does sound like there's some editing um, for the tone and the pitch. Like there's some parts that kind of like fluctuate in an odd way, but it's not like, 
if not like if she was a bad singer that they would be able to make it sound good. So it's like, I mean, she's an incredible, she was an incredible singer, RIP, of course. Regardless, go check it out. Collection of uh, new live Amy Winehouse songs from the BBC Lounge in 2007. Regardless, uh, NF just keeps on dropping heat. And this next one, Story, came out a few weeks ago. And um, this guy's a rapper from Detroit. The letters NF. The song's called Story. And uh, it's probably one of the... It's a very enthralling music video. It just tells a story pretty much in one shot, and it's just it's done very well um, just right out the gate. It doesn't jump around time frame-wise. It's all just like a, like a half an hour, hour period of time um, that he's telling the story in this song, and it's, it's compelling. So definitely check this out. Should probably get up so I'm not late Stared at my phone for the past eight Minutes at nothing, my head aches Bottles empty by the lampshade Mod of Excedrin again, great Too early to tell, but at this rate I'm thinking this might be a bad day I walk out the bedroom, my roommates Asleep on the couch with her two-faced Boyfriend who lives here but don't pay A penny for rent, but he still stays She says he's broke, I'm like, no way Probably sells drugs, but she won't say Told me he dabbles in real estate I mean, I don't believe it, but okay Okay, pull out the driveway Notice my gas tank's on here again Well, of course it is Cause I probably should stop at the gas station So I take a Right, pull up to the pump while it's pumping. I look at my ashtray, then remember I need to get cigarettes. cigarettes. Anything to help my mind stay, so I park and walk inside. Wait, I should probably get something to drink and eat, I guess. So I finally grab a couple bags of chips. Where's the candy aisle? Oh, yeah, here it is. Which one should I get? Should I grab the Starburst or change it up and maybe grab the Twix? Mm, grab the Starburst and I started walking as I passed the garbage and I reach a fridge. I hear someone yelling at the front of the store. Probably just a homeless guy getting bored. Probably just a customer whose car didn't work. And now he wants to start a war, man I can't afford to keep buying energy drinks Every day I shut the door Then turn around and as I'm heading towards the counter With my drink I hear Hey, open up the drawer! Crouching on the floor, peek around the aisle, gun is on the floor, head of the man that's behind the counter, now my heart is pounding and I'm praying to the Lord, I don't die today, I can't die today, I got things to do, trying not to shake, plotting my escape, where's my cell phone at, left it in my car, icing on the cake, I start crawling, I can hear him yelling, I want every penny, I want every dime, yeah, once you finish with the cat. Yeah, this is a heavy song, and it tells a really deep story, um... Well, not such a deep story, but just a very moving story and just kind of intense to think, you know, how quickly things can change from a standard trip to the gas station to now a life-threatening situation. And that's happened to people. And it's horrifying. I, I hate to think that there are people that are desperate enough to put other people's lives in danger to enrich themselves with money. What? Hmm. Like drug addiction is just such a horrifying um, abyss, it seems, where we have whole communities that are just endangered by people who can't control themselves due to their addiction. Um, it just seems there's so many misconceptions about drugs and how to handle drugs. <laughs> well, there always have been from the government, you know, just in terms of the war on drugs, it's never actually helped anything 
It's made made it the situation a whole lot worse. Just shoveling hundreds of thousands of police officers into low income areas on top of people that have banks around them that won't accept uh, them for home loans just because of the color of their skin. You know, this is more of a thing in the 80s or the 90s, but I mean, low-income areas, that's how it grew into a place where it's all these minorities. They didn't... Their their families a generation ago weren't looking to live in those areas. They just weren't able to get home loans because of the color of their skin because of how sickening <laughs> they were treated. And then the... As, as I've mentioned before in other podcasts, then the narrative was that all the crime in the areas was because of the minorities and it's not it's because you're shoveling all these people into this area and then all these drugs are being shoveled into that area and then all the police are being shoveled into the area and it's not the minorities at all that are at fault (laughs) in fact they're we they're owed a great deal of more than uh, more than an apology could ever say so regardless Next up, uh, Demi Lovato dropped a song with Ariana Grande, and it's actually pretty sweet, so I figured I'd show it. I uh, usually show stuff from that pop genre, but I appreciate this, so I figure why not. Concept, good, good lyric video around the uh, concept. Good vocals, always, of course, from those those artists, Demi Lovato and Ariana Grande. Of course, they're just seasoned diva singers, just of a completely different level than I feel like we've even seen before. They have so much more personality than, in my opinion, Mariah Carey really ever did, or at least like I mean, Mariah Carey did have personality, but it wasn't like a personality that like you want to hang out with. <laughs> like it, it kind of seemed like a like a, ah, she seems like a, you know, a princess. Whereas, like, Demi Lovato and Ariana Grande, just, they got that vibe of, like, oh, I could see myself smoking a blunt with them. They seem chill as, chill as hell, you know what I mean? There's that vibe, but also with the chops of a diva. And that's uh, very interesting, and I think it's a new thing that is coming about with these, you know, artists, especially like them, leading the way. And it's uh, spectacular to listen to, just because they have such incredible skill that they've seasoned to such a degree because people can argue that it's digitally manipulated and all that but like Ariana produces her own vocals and then sends them to her producer and they're flawless they sound flawless there's no like there's no cuts there I feel like she's 
probably just going through and getting every single take perfect, and then the guy probably barely has to tune it other than to just throw some Melodyne on there so it sits in the mix. But that's, um, when the singers are good, that's really all you have to do, uh, as opposed to, you know, auto-tuning it entirely, like in moving notes from one space to another because the person can't hit them. That's a different story. But I feel like auto-tune and the misconceptions around it have been so silly because everybody thought T-Pain was a bad singer because of auto-tune. But then you hear him sing without auto-tune. He's spectacular. The auto-tune is just there so it sits in the, it makes it mix with the hip-hop beat, but it's not because he needs it to sound good. But so interesting. Uh, Next up, I came across this acoustic. It's from like 2003. (laughs) And it's a video of Saliva doing Your Disease Acoustic. And it just, they, Jesse just sound, Jesse the singer just sounds so unbelievable. He just sounds like a, he's just got this, uh, this tone. It's so soulful and it's so insane and intense. I just wanted to show it to you because it sounds amazing and I had never seen this video. So yeah, I, I always loved this song when I was coming. This is one of the songs that like helped me get into rock and roll music, honestly, is uh, like, well, rock and roll outside of like classic rock, you know, for a more modern um this song, Your Disease, was probably one of the first new metal songs I really got into like before, uh, you know, after uh, Hybrid Theory. But, you know, it was like Hybrid Theory, uh, Chocolate Starfish and Hot Dog Flavored Water by Limp Biscuit, and then uh, Your Disease and Click 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 Boom by Saliva that were really my introduction to, like, new metal and uh, everything going after that for heavy music, so... Here we go. I was going to shows back then. Oh man, I was like 13. Yeah, I hadn't gotten into like um, I liked that stuff then, but I like hadn't gone to concerts yet. It didn't really even occur to me. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> Should have. It seemed like a dream. It seemed like that's not real. That doesn't really happen. That's too cool. That's too awesome. And then yeah, when I 
finally, like in high school, was getting dragged to shows, you know, because I, I, like, I had people inviting me, and I was just like, yeah, and then like I'd go, and it just was, I was like, whoa, this is real. So like, yeah, I don't know why. I thought it was like a like a thing that there's just a lot of years there where I didn't even think to like go to concerts because it was just like you know I didn't have friends that were going to concerts and I was like 13, 14, 15 and I loved these bands but it didn't even occur to me to go see them live. I don't know why that would have been so cool. I should have. I should have. Anyway, uh, next up, historical shout out to David Bowie. He's uh he's just one of those guys who is unapologetically himself. Always, as an artist, as a person, through and through, he just uh, always brought to the table his unique brand of art, which it's like, yeah, it's music, but it's he just, it's so hard to define what David Bowie does, just because, like, he's so all over the map and does so many different things, and, like, he has such a great deal of involvement in the production of all of his compositions and it's him and it's just uh yeah he's a he's a force he was a formidable force in the music industry for sure so uh next up i'm gonna play a clip from ziggy stardust by david bowie Charming good, we wear them gaily And the spiders from Mars He played it left hand But made it too far Became the special man Then we were Ziggy's band Ziggy really sang Screwed up eyes and screwed down hairdo like some cat from Japan He could lick on by smiling He could leave them to hang They came on so loaded, man Well hung the snow white tan So yeah, he just very apparently has his own brand of unique audio sounds and things that he's doing there like his uh he his vocal style is very different than traditional popular singers because most popular singers you know like freddie mercury or brad delp or people like that they really hold those notes out long and straight and david bowie's tone is kind of just inconsistent and all over the place and he doesn't really hold his notes out really ever which kind of would usually denote a amateur vocalist because that's just how most people who haven't been singing for 20 years will go about their shows is they don't really notice that it's... They can tell something doesn't sound right, but it's because they're not... They're starting their notes in the right place, they're not ending them in the right place. They're not doing the full, like, uh... Like, the full tail of each song. Um, like, Your Disease is a great example. Saliva, because, like, sometimes Jesse would do that right, sometimes he wouldn't, so it's like... And I want to take you down, but your soul cannot be found. But then sometimes you'd be like, and I want to take you down, 
but just and it's like you're kind of like mm, it doesn't feel right and you're not like unless it took me years to put my finger on it specifically what it is that like throws that off but if the it's not just the start it also has to be the tail ending at the right place and i feel like david bowie was never really good at that but still was able to make these compositions where it didn't matter cuz his personality was able to shine through the lack of i'd say like chops he had vocally cuz i'm not going to say he was like a world class singer by any means but he was a world-class, top-notch performer and producer of entertainment. Uh, absolutely, musical entertainment. And it's just so interesting because he's very much not, like, a world-class singer by any means. Same with, like, Mick Jagger. Like, I don't... Like, I like David Bowie as a singer. I don't personally like Mick Jagger as a singer. I, I think he's a front man. He's incredible, and he's got such a such energy, and he's so um, incredible there. But, like, when it comes to just... If you just get the Rolling Stone songs and you put them in my ears... I don't like his voice, but David Bowie's I do, even though traditionally with his styling, I wouldn't. So it's, it's interesting. I've always been fascinated by David Bowie, RIP. Uh, definitely go check him out if you haven't yet, you know? Uh, a <laughs> few things I wanted to mention for a sign-off. Um, Stained dropped a preview of a two-part streaming series they're going to put out, um, you know, Stained, like, outside. Like, I'm on the outside. Yeah, that band. Because they everybody's been waiting for them to you know come back and do stain shows and so looks like they're gonna do a live performance from Foxwoods first of one night doing just it's been a while and then the next night doing the whole album breaking the cycle and that sounds so awesome and I can't wait to watch that um, next a study finds that music can be as addicting as fast food or alcohol but it has no harmful side effects it doesn't make you fat. And it won't kill you when you're driving. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, unless you are got road rage when you're listening to metal and you just can't stop. And, you know, that in that case, it's not the music's fault. It's your fault. Turn off the metal if it hurts you. Turn it up, though, if it doesn't, which it doesn't hurt me. I love it. I love it. Love the heavy music. <laughs> Last, uh, Nike sues product manufacturer that collaborated with Little Nas X over those devil shoes. I'm so confused. Uh, I guess apparently they filed, they, they immediately filed a lawsuit, but I can't imagine that the product manufacturer, like MSHCF or something like that, would have been, MSCHF, that they would have been um, stupid enough to not have gotten Nike's permission ahead of time. It kind of seems like Nike probably gave them the okay uh, you know, thinking like, well, this is going to make money <laughs> and then didn't like the backlash. And now we're just placing all the blame on the manufacturer. I don't know. It's ridiculous. Let Lil Nas X sell what he wants. That song's good. Montero's a good song. That That's a, it's a great, uh, the Spanish guitar in that is very cool. And I, uh, the music video is awesome. Like the, it's just some of the like, coolest visual effects I've seen in a music video. So what that the focal point of the video is when he's banging the devil <laughs> or letting the devil bang him. Like, who cares? <laughs> it's, it's visual art. He's, he, he doesn't really have access to hell, and he's not friends, nor is he lovers with Satan. He's just making a statement that the people who tell you that that's bad typically do things that are much worse than the people who are using hell and Satan as a satire. So I think that, uh, you know... As long as you do good things and you don't hurt people and you're not secretly doing anything despicable, you can say and do whatever you want. And when people try to infringe upon that, you're going to make fun of them. Or you're going to get mad. What would you prefer? 
I'd rather make fun of stuff than to get mad at it. So if you give me the option, I'm gonna I'm gonna make fun of it. And I think that <laughs> you know people who maybe aren't like ah. Like, oh, you're making fun of Christianity, saying that they're, you know, <laughs> I'm not making fun of them. I'm saying that, like, factually and objectively, there have been terrible things that have happened through the Christian faith historically throughout its entire history. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, when things happen with Satanism, it kind of more seems like it's a publicity statement or something to throw off uh, to, or something to build faith in Christianity, like, look at these evil people over here. Well, come be a Christian and come to church and save yourself. It's like, it just seems like a a plant to get people to do something else, like something to manipulate. Um, and it's interesting. I think Christianity has been used for a great deal of time and over a great span of people as manipulation tactics to control others. And I, um, I very much respect the ideals behind it in that you need to treat people the way you want to be treated and take care of each other in a community and believing in something and believing that you're here for a reason and believing that something good out there loves you. That's more than just human beings and what we can see. I love that, but I don't love the pretenses under which Christianity has been exploited to manipulate other people. And it's just uh, it's a scary thing, so... But yeah, keep your keep your eyes on the prize, everybody. You're amazing. Make a pancake, eat it, throw some blueberries in your mouth while it's in there. I don't know why. I don't know how to make blueberry pancakes, so it just makes it easier for me to do it that way. I guess you just put them in the batter. I've never made pancakes. I don't really like pancakes. I'm just like literally rambling for no reason. This is what they call a uh, a nonsensical rant from a maniacal crazy person. So hope you have a great rest of your whatever it is that you're watching this during. <laughs> yeah.